0: do you know who's doing the intro you cut out there for a second what was that i said do you know who's doing the intro uh usually when you ask that it's me
1: hold please (laughs) guess what it's me nope it's not you really no it's you oh for fuck's sake
0: Okay, here we are. We're back. It's the Chips and Bits Podcast. It's September, and it's the Chips and Bits Podcast, your favorite video game podcast. I'm your host this month, Matthew Anderson, and with me as always, Kenny Myers. There he is. This month, we're going to be talking about a very happy and fun and uplifting game, perfect for the current
1: times. Yeah, uh, called the, which Matt had to play right now. I did. I just did. so we're clear, I just want to set the stage up front. Matt had to play this game right now. He couldn't wait. I could not wait to play The Last of Us Two, which is what we'll so be talking about. So let's set the table. Today. Let's set the table there. We will. We'll set the table I just. There. Just a quick thing for the audience. What's the next game that I said we had to play? Just so we're clear. Uh wait, you mean in for us next I mean, month? It's yeah. Oh, the Mario game. It's Paper Mario. Yeah. Okay, let's just let's just remember that when we're talking about this game okay we'll do uh
0: before we jump into it our usual housekeeping we would appreciate an itunes review if you so choose to give us one they're really helpful and they help us get a little bit of exposure or a podcast app review because itunes is dead yes sorry that's what i mean yeah one of those um, you could also find us on Patreon where we accept people's money for some weird reason. Typically it's because they like the podcast so much that they decide to give us some of their money every month to, to do Throw this money in the money. Oh, yep, just keep throwing it at us. You can find all this information on our website, which is chips dash and dash bits.com. Uh, what do you know? Black lives still matter. And that's all I have for our intro this month. Let's talk about the last of us too. But uh, let's, let's start with you, Kenny. I'd love to get your high-level feedback on The Last of Us 2, and let's see where it goes. You know, I
1: think we should start with you for a couple reasons. Oh, God. One, you're the one who chose this game. Yes. It was a mutual decision. Like, it wasn't like you forced it on me. But you're the one who really wanted to play this game, and it's kind of your baby in that regard. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, you loved the first game. I really did. And so how you feel about the first game, I think it would just be interesting uh, to just hear your take first. I'm curious where you landed on this game. Okay. Yeah, the original Last of Us definitely
0: has to be one of my favorite games of all time. It, uh, and it's no,
1: not one of my favorite games of all it's
0: time. It's not. You didn't particularly like it. And so, yeah, I was super excited to play this game. So much so that even though I knew it was going to be absolutely brutal and depressing, and would probably make me even more sad about my current existence, I had to do it anyways.
1: And, and just to be clear, my feelings on The Last of Us warmed, oh, has warmed over time, for sure. I didn't know that. Why? Why? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, just because uh, the more I think about the the I mean, if you recall from the previous podcast, the the thing that really blew me away was how they ended the last of us, like Mm -hmm. the last ending sequence, which plays a part in the last of us too, um, was just so unexpected and phenomenal that it like set a very, like it, it took away whatever feelings I had that were kind of negative, like really negative about the gameplay. Uh, but it just, I just feel overall, like as time has passed, like, you know, it's, I just have a warmer feeling about it than I did than when I finished first playing it. I can just tell you that. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I was always super warm on The Last of Us, and that carried into
0: this game. I started playing it. The. I'm ha- I, I will be honest. I'm, I'm struggling with knowing where to start exactly on how to communicate my feelings about this game. And I'll do my best to parse through why that's the case. At a very high level the last of us two is kind of two different games and the first game that you play is exceptional it's it's everything that you love from the last of us with some new things that you forgot you didn't need to expect like a jumping mechanic uh and more of an open world they doubled down on things like the um character interactions and just how deep some of the 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 interrelations between the characters were woven into the story and they go right for the heart, right for your guts, right from the get go. And it feels like you're going to be playing this really epic, amazing quest and story again. And then there's this second part of the game. And the interesting thing about it is that this second game is absolutely necessary for the first. The first part of the game to be as good as it is, and specifically for how the game ends itself to bring a really powerful close uh, and resolution to the whole story arc of a character, it's it's very important. But it wasn't the greatest thing to play. Like the the second story in particular is not as interesting and compelling as the first story. Um, the characters' motives and why they change and the decisions that they make are are not, in my opinion, as fleshed out as the original characters, and so you just sort of get bored and tired of playing that storyline. And you just want to get back to the original storyline and they don't put you back there soon enough. So really I had a lot of ups and downs with this game. It it ends, um, in another unexpected way that's unexpected, even from what you would expect from naughty dog, which I found interesting because I was expecting all these different (laughs) crazy twists and turns, but not the ones that they chose. And I really liked how they, um, kind of tied a bow around the main character Ellie's um character arc and what she decides to do and and what that means for her and her life. But again, for me there was a pretty big pit in the middle of this game that I didn't super enjoy playing, and so I'm having a really hard time with my feelings about The Last of Us 2.
1: Uh So, I mean, spoiler alert, there are two characters you play in this game. One is Ellie and one is Abby. Yes. And Abby kills Joel in the in Ellie's story,
0: and almost like right, like not more than an hour into the game.
1: It's the prologue. Yeah, it it is. It is defined as the prologue. Yeah, and in my opinion, the prologue was how they should have done the game. The format of the prologue, Mm -hmm. like, so the game split up between the two characters, but they should have split it up between the days. In my opinion, yeah, the game was way too long. Like, way too long. Uh, th- it did not need to be this long. No. Uh, the gameplay... So, I, I made the joke that, like, Last of Us was Uncharted 4, which we got eventually. Yeah. And this is definitely Uncharted. Like, the, it's like... It's like applying the, the the same formula as the previous Uncharted games, but then I'm like, but let's just make it sad, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Like, the, there's nothing really... I actually liked the story of this one better than I did the story of one because one was really like a lot of Naughty dog games about the character interactions. And the story was, was like not complex at all. It was, it was pretty straightforward. The ending was what made it pretty powerful, but it still wasn't a like super complex story. Mm -hmm. Uh, This story was like, great and had layers and people that you killed in the first part show up in the second part Mm -hmm. as like pretty like people you enjoy interacting with i felt i felt like they did a really good job of really making you hate yourself for (laughs) killing the fucking dog yeah they did they really they like i'm so fucking tired of killing dogs in games i I don't want to kill any more dogs it's a cheap it's a cheap thing yeah and and i i think everyone should stop doing it if they if they want to get and pull heartstrings uh they should do it with characters dogs are too easy uh and i'm tired of killing them and in this game you fucking murder dogs yeah one (laughs) in particular one in
0: particular that you can't like most of the dogs you can if you really wanted to you can keep reloading those saves and sneak around them and just not get you know caught and you never have to kill any dogs but there's one dog in particular you cannot avoid killing you have to kill the dog to progress through the game and it's right.
1: it's terrible but you know if killing a dog wasn't enough killing a pregnant lady right after oh, god was was pretty brutal yeah it really and i don't know what it is but like killing a pregnant lady is is like uh I mean, personally, this is going to sound bad. The dog affected me more than the pregnant lady, but it was still bad with the pregnant lady. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess my... So my... It, it, what I was hinting at in saying that I didn't enjoy the the second story that much. So, so Abby's storyline. So the characters, they're, they're they're done just as well. You know, like the voice acting's great. The actual... Their, their story itself you know, is interesting enough as far as, you know, the, the characters and their uh, original relationships with each other and how they come into the story. But the the standalone aspect of Abby's developmental story where she's meeting uh, and befriending these enemies of hers and for for what really doesn't seem like a very good reason, she decides to abandon everything she's fought for her entire life uh, and just seemingly just on a whim. I, I still don't really know what the catalyst was for her to decide to just abandon all reason and start fighting against her, her group. But she does that. And then, you know, I thought they did
1: a great job enumerating that. Yeah, I, 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 thought I, they, I don't even really know why, why she really did I, allow me to allow me to mansplain to you. my Okay, friend. thanks. I'd like that. So from the beginning of Abby's, not the be- beginning, beginning, but sort of they establish that she's really a part of the group, but like a separate part of the group. Like they, they're part of the old, uh, the group from the last of us. Fireflies, one. Yeah. Yeah. The fireflies. And they sort of have joined this contingency as sort of a place, but it also establishes that her, the, the, the boy that she loves, mm-hmm. uh, Ian, I think his name is Owen. Owen, thank you. Uh, one of the ends, yeah. one of the ams. Um, is sort of reluctant about what they're doing, and is even reluctant about killing people in the beginning. Um, He just seems like a moral compass for her. And he gets ostracized from the group for just deciding not to kill one of the uh, opposing forces, which is this religious cult. Um, And so that obviously strikes a chord with her. And Owen being ostracized itself is significant enough for her to ostracize herself from the group because they are the, you know, they grew up together. Like, uh, the group without Owen is, is a group without her essentially. Like she just, they just do a really good job of showing how tight knit that relationship is. And in some cases, literally very tight. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then those kids who are a part of the religious cult, they kind of save her life. So they do. And that surprises her because the, the you know, it surprises her. Cause it doesn't seem like she's ever had to face kids before. Uh, it doesn't seem like they come over to the mainland too much. Um, so that's also like, there's all these context clues about why she does this. Um, and I felt like, they did a pretty good job for explaining where her loyalty really was. She was conflicted at first, but ultimately when they got rid of the the person she loves the most in the group, they got rid of her. Um, yeah. I think I, I certainly understood that, that it's hard to avoid
0: the, the obvious ties between her and Owen and, and what they mean to each other and how their group is really what, what binds their, their subgroup together. Uh, so I didn't miss that, but I think the thing that really wasn't, clear and i didn't think they did as good a job uh, explaining was that when when the kids save her life i certainly based on how i had understood her character development so far i understood that she was surprised and caught off guard and didn't really know how to handle that situation because she's supposed to want to kill these kids because they're a member of this you know religious cult group that they've been fighting for you know for years but the notion of her like sort of um helping them serve you know survive that particular showdown and, and get to the place that they were going and leaving them there that night. Like that seemed meaningful enough that she had like gone against the grain and done something that, you know, she wasn't expecting, but the whole like going back and then risking her life multiple times and then going across the city and getting supply and like basically just assuming like a almost a mother role for these kids, that part just wasn't really communicated or fleshed out at all and so when it came to like making big big decisions to like kill people that she used to be on the same side with it just seemed like it was spur of the moment and not really in her character and it it really was surprising to me i wasn't expecting it well i mean she didn't kill any named characters that helps you feel better no no but it's, it's weird to like you know what what i thought they were driving for was for you to sort of learn this new um like to understand her fealty. And in, and in the end, really, she only has loyalty to herself and this one kid, because spoiler, one of the other kids gets killed. Oh, but, God <laughs> but her her loyalty is just to this one kid in the end. And so you're really just like running around and anyone you see on any side oh. is fair game and she'll kill any of them. Uh, and so all, it,
1: it's just kind of, it just sort of catches you off guard. You know, I don't, I, I don't think so. I felt like the reason she went to go with the kids is like the morning starts out with the, the pregnant lady calling her an asshole and saying she's dick. And like one of the first things she wants to do is prove that. Like it's it like she's like I'm trying to prove that she's better than who she is.
0: Yeah, uh, but that's like the, to me she, like the cat calls her an, an asshole. Was, that's already after she's rescued the kids and then gone and got medical supplies to help amputate the one kid's arm. I think that was before, wasn't that the morning of? No, it's not. It's it's the next day because they've got both kids back already, and they're going oh, to yeah, Santa Barbara, right. and she doesn't want her to come with her because of the conflict between her and her
1: baby baby daddy. Well, then I don't know the story at all, even though I just finished up. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I, like in the long run, in the scheme of things, I felt like her motivation was fine. It didn't feel conflicted at all. Like, yeah, there was a little bit of video game character Mm anti-hero turned hero. But, uh, I mean, one of the sort of, I guess, ideas of of the game is like the cataclysmic results of violence, which includes Mm -hmm. changes that are both good and bad, one couldn't argue. Uh, And it was, I thought it was, I don't know, man, like... I, I liked abby in the end i liked abby did i like ellie better like as a character yeah i mean but there's also like i liked her in the first game she's they're both really well done yeah, yeah. and the, like the pairing of characters they do it they just make uncharted but sad like they just they do they make the same fucking game every time like they have they at uh, they, uh, they expanded uncharted 4 to like open world like one level that wasn't like a big open world it's like a small open world like a tomb raider open world and then in the thing which you didn't play which i thought was like the best version of the formula and still think is the best version of the formula which is the expansion the standalone expansion uh to uncharted 4 um with the two leads uh the two female leads it was just exceptional uh, they expanded on the concept and made made it a little rewarding. And then this one, they expanded on it and made it seeking, but still half the fucking time. I think if you got rid of all the times that you were walking the edge of something, looking for drawers to find and open in this game, mm-hmm. it would probably cut off at least three hours of this fucking game.
0: Yeah, well, you're probably right. Um, I can't argue with that. I I also just think that... So that it's really hard to argue again about the importance and, and the power of having the second story arc in the game, because what it, what it ends up doing in the end of the game is putting you in a place where, you know, like Ellie's character is has now grown up around this violence and she's, she's driven by it. And what they do is they sell you this storyline where you think this whole game is basically a revenge quest for you to find this woman and her cohorts and, you know, avenge Joel's death. And what you find out at the end, and because how they sell the story is that you got in a fight with him and, um, you know, y- you didn't really like him anymore because he had lied to you. And then he got killed. And then now you're going to go and, you know, take care of business. But what really actually ended up happening, and you only find this out at the end, was that Ellie had just made it to a point in her life where she was ready to forgive Joel for lying to her and keeping her alive in the first game and the next day in the storyline is when he ends up getting killed and so instead what you were fighting for this entire time was ellie's feelings of being robbed of the ability to make amends with joel she never gets to do that so it totally turns her motivation on its head at the very end and so i recognize the purpose of the story arc but and so I, because of that, I don't think you could have chopped it up into single days because that would have been you know, more obvious what she was doing. And, and because of that, then you had to commit to this longer storyline. And I just felt like it was just too, too long. To, like, to your point, I don't even think the game itself was too long. I really just think having to play through that entire second story arc, when to me you had to start all over from scratch it didn't have any of the existing ties from the first game that that drove so much of the initial motivations from the first story arc that you had to learn all over again it just felt like it was it was its own game inside the whole game and if you took that out somehow or found a way to weave it in you know more cinematically so i actually wasn't having to play through the whole thing then i think the game would have been a perfectly fine length because even though the first part of the game was also long I still enjoyed playing all of it and had so much more natural motivation built up from the first game that it was super enjoyable to play through a brutal story. The second one, I just it was just like, yeah, I just felt like I was going through the motions a little bit, even though it was a really good story.
1: So uh, on Seattle day two in Ellie's story, because it's divided up by those days, I turned the Last of Us Two's difficulty level down to the easiest level available. I've only done that in one other game, which was Alien, uh, because I literally couldn't move forward. Uh, unless I played the dumbest version of the aliens uh, sneaking after me. I was so bad at that game. Mm. But this game, I was just so bored already with the gameplay mechanics of the game that I just wanted to see the story through. Yeah. So I never died past that point, except for once or twice accidentally. Uh, like when I jumped off a ledge that looked ledgy, but was really not. Right. Um, and that made things go a lot quicker for me. And it still was too long. Like, I had it on easy mode, which meant, like, supplies were literally just, like, being thrown at me (laughs) by the game. They're just like, here! Um, And and it was, like, it was too long. The gameplay was pretty boring. It didn't really change. They added very little. I mean, I loved fighting clickers again for the first time. But the clickers, like... For the second time, was just like like the third time. I was like, okay, it's the same fucking thing. I'm just walking around. And then this is what really fucking annoys me. Like I, this is a point I wanted to make. So when it came to like the sequence, like the set piece gameplay, Mm -hmm. nobody can top Naughty Dog. Like there's a scene in the beginning where you're playing as Abby and you're running from zombies. Like it's, uh, you know uh night like just like the the fence is caving in on you because the zombies are trying to get to you that's great that's a great set piece i'll remember it forever the fucking giraffes in the last of us one like the dinosaur visit and this one was really great spaceship the spaceship was awesome the spaceship was incredible they're really good at, at doing all this stuff and then like their their gameplay is such a turd it's like you get to, there was there was one scene that I'll get to in a second. One gameplay piece that I thought was what they should have done more of in the game. But in general, it's either, okay, here I am at this big open area. What am I fighting? Am I indoors? No. Okay, then it's probably people. Am I indoors? Yes. Okay. Then it's probably zombies again. Uh, let me double check. Yep. Okay, it's zombies. Uh-huh. And then you get to the next area. You're like, Well, I just did zombies, so let's wait for the people to show up and the people show up, sure as they'll do. And then you finish it, you walk through a door, and you get an amazing either quick time event or story sequence, or you're just like, this is rewarding. Like, this is like, the character stuff is really good. The conversations are incredible. And it's just like playing through, like, uh, they even opened up the fields a lot more uh, in this one, which uh, allowed for more dynamic stuff, but ultimately was just the same sort of, like, it was, it was still boring, and they didn't really add any uh, enemies at all. Well, like, there's the the big enemy, yeah, but that's it. There was that guy, and <laughs> that essentially they added you as well, which is <laughs> an interesting right. twist. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the best the best fight in the game, uh, other than the last like sneaking fighting sequence, which I I always enjoy because it's just like it was Ellie versus Abby, and that was super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the best part of the games when, when you had zombies and humans interacting with each other, like when you're antagonist, like there's a subway, it's all red. I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. I do. It was awesome. It, it was, it was all red and you could like throw things to make humans attack zombies and zombies would fight the, zo- like the zombies or attack you if they found you. And it just felt so like, like, you know, like emergent gameplay. Like you could just like, create scenarios where zombies would attack you if they if like heard you doing something or shooting um and it felt so fun and then nothing like that happened until i think the last area the where zombies end. were chained up yep
0: i, I was just gonna mention because i was like yeah the, the only other time they do that is when you're fighting the other sect and they have imprisoned people and turned them into zombies on purpose and they you know they, they torture them for fun and so they're out in the open with these chained up zombies and you can sneak up behind the zombies and un unchain them. And then they'll run rampant amongst the enemies. It was the same different formula, but same effect. And it was awesome. But that whole Santa Barbara (laughs) sequence
1: could have been edited out. I I totally agree. Yeah, it was, there was just so much there. It was just, it was just a waste of, of, of everything, but the battle in it, like where you could just use zombies, that was really fun, Mm -hmm. but the gameplay otherwise was just so, sleepy like it was just so uninteresting that i actually turned down the difficulty to get through it as quickly as possible so that i could get to the the narrative stuff which i thought was way more interesting whereas in like uncharted 4 for for an example they upped like Again, that sort of like the jumping from cars, the swinging with the grappling hook, like things could get really, really interesting, Mm -hmm. really, really fast. And obviously this game isn't one of those games. You're not going to grapple around while there's a bunch of zombies. But when you combine the two elements, the two types of fighters, it was so fucking fun Mm -hmm. that it was obnoxious that it never happened until the very end and just barely.
0: Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, So it's, it's, it's bittersweet for me. You know, it's, it's hard to feel in, I'm in the situation where there is so much still just amazingly good, great stuff in this game. Uh, you know, like the worlds are really well realized and the characters are just ridiculously amazing. And the, the, all the voice acting and this all the kind of beautiful it's, it's, it's great like, it's just a gorgeous game like the first one they're both beautiful games yeah and it's super polished i never ran into any issues everything's smooth everything works like how you would expect it to um but it just gets grindy like it just gets monotonous in at a certain point and there's only so many different battle sequences and cutscenes and uh and quick time events that can pull you through to the end it's, it's really the story that does all of the heavy lifting in this game. Unlike, you know, the, in the first one, at least it was your first exposure to the sneak mechanics and the crafting mechanics and crafting on the fly. And like all these things where it was like, at least interesting enough, the first time you played it, you could still get bored with it, but it was your which, first. Which I did. If which, we remember. Yeah, which like, you remember, like I brought
1: up the fact that you'd be like, Oh, look, there's bottles. Here we go again. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like this, this at least didn't tell as much as that, that as the first one did of what was about to happen in the area. But, um, it's still kind of dead.
0: <laughs> well, and they also, the, the thing that stuck out in this game that they did do a lot was, you know, you get into these areas and sometimes they'd have like two or three of them back to back where the only thing separating you was like a garage. And then you were in another field and you'd, you have this skill where you can listen and you can kind of see where all the enemies are and, and take stock of how many you need to take down. And there'd be two or three sequences in a row where you were sneaking around and choking people out. And the sneaking is slow on purpose, right? It's, it's realistic. So you're sneaking very slowly and then the choking takes forever and you're, you're trying to do it quickly so that no one sees you. And you, you, you'd use your little radar thing and you'd be like, wow, there's, there's eight enemies that I need to take. This is going to take me forever, forever. And and then you do it and then you'd crawl under a, a door into the next area and you'd use your radar and there'd be 12 enemies and you're like fucking god i I just killed (laughs) but they're humans with dogs this time you know so dogs that smell you so there was you know what was funny is like one of the things that you almost can never wag your finger at with naughty dog is pacing like normally pacing in their games other than that fucking uncharted desert scene is just spot on i mean it's one of the things that they're they're known for and in this game i constantly disagree i constantly found myself going ugh I have to do the same thing again. I just did this, um, so yeah.
1: Um, again, I disagree. I think their pacing has been getting more egregious since The Last of Us. Well, since Uncharted Three, like Uncharted Three was had pacing issues. Then The Last of Us had pacing issues. Then Uncharted Four definitely had pacing issues, and then this is like the ultimate pacing issues. Again, the only thing that didn't have pacing issues because it was such it was like a ten hour. Um, thing is the uncharted expansion uncharted 4 expansion that was so good yeah. i mean it's fair too maybe i just haven't noticed
0: the the change because i've just been enjoying so much more about the games uh up until this point that i didn't have you know i didn't have such a critical eye on it but certainly it was noticeable to me in this game because i was i had super high expectations going into it and when it first started out especially once you got to Seattle for the first time and it was like, whoa, we're getting a map? Like I was like, what is this game going to turn into? It seemed like it was filled with so much expectation. And then the map you only use in that area. And then that mechanic is completely right. gone. It was still,
1: I just agree a, that area was like, Oh, this is, I totally surprised me. And yeah. I was like, this might be really interesting.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then it was, it was just a go from every building to every building the same way that you'd been doing and make sure you, you scavenge all the drawers. And that
1: was like the one area with unique buildings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Mixed, mixed feelings for sure. Hey, Matt, Matt question for you. Yes the fuck did you make us play this game during this pandemic? (laughs) I don't know. I'm a masochist. I have no idea. (laughs) I like, Hey, listen, my favorite movie is there will be blood. It's not a positive movie, but this game, like it was hard to play. It really really was. It was hard to play because there was no, there was, I mean, if you think about it, right? Like the story brings a certain kind of joy. It's not joy in like a happy sense, but like a, Uh, a dopamine hit, if you will, Mm -hmm. like getting to the story points. It's really fascinating, but it's repetitive gameplay coupled with not exactly an amazing story, like an amazing, sorry, uh, uplifting uplifting story. Uh, And you just had to fucking play it, Matt. You just had to play it, even though you knew we were sensitive in these times to uh, this. The one thing I am glad about Matt though, is I can finally read all the stuff written about it like the spoilers i don't have to avoid spoilers which are huge in this game yeah there's they're all
0: like every everything about this game is a spoiler from start to finish yeah. um yeah it it was it was hard the the story was the the setting was brutal and timely oh. you know it's like it's post pandemic post literally in our in our <laughs> in seattle uh, city. yeah in yeah. seattle
1: which um, oh wait just real quick they did a better job than sucker punch did in uh um, like reappropriating the city. Native son, I think it was. Yeah, uh, it, infamous. Uh, but... Yeah, infamous. But second son. Uh, but it still wasn't great. And I don't know why they just the why they changed the layout. I know it's I it's,
0: it's interesting why like, why go to all the extent of picking a particular setting that is recognizable to people only to not try and get it super close.
1: Yeah, they're like, they fucking roll out the red carpet for New York. They're like, we made sure every street even has the same, you know, swarm of sign on it. Meanwhile, it. you know, the Space Needle is somehow accessible by looked. boats. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> That's so weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel you. Like it was, and, and man, not even just the story and the setting too. I mean, in the first one, you killed a lot of people, but you were this yeah. big burly dude. You know, this one, you kill even more. And the way that you kill is sometimes just seem even when very you, intimate. yeah when you understand the character's motivations still seems like egregious and sometimes senseless in 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 the acts like there's not some of it's very reactionary like they put you in situations where uh you know you're the only one around and you're you're in a situation where you need to survive and so there's also surprise encounters where you're just like well gotta kill this dog or gotta kill this person and you don't enjoy doing it um not that you ever enjoy it in a game but like there's just no critical motivation other than a survival mechanic and it feels difficult to do a lot in the game so it was yeah it was pretty painful um
1: i agree matt i was also very sexually aroused during this game (laughs) killing people yeah that's that's not true yeah it was I, i can't believe i had to kill that dog uh
0: i you know the silver lining here is that like we agreed on the last of us
1: game which is the exact opposite of what happened in the
0: last last of us the
1: last last of us yeah that's true uh but on the same hand we now have to cope with the added feelings <laughs> of having played the last of us too with our already sad feelings during this pandemic coupled with other feelings that are related to everything political and uh, american going on right now yeah perhaps so, perhaps the better of us will pick a more joyful game for next month. oh my god it's so funny i can't like ah uh, it's great <laughs> all right it's such it's such a it's such a different fucking base and different kind of game that uh i i don't know i can't think of two more contrarian <laughs> things to put together yeah. like even our last like last of us was followed by bioshock infinite where which were both like humanity's pretty terrible mm-hmm. but this is like one's like humanity like the cycle of violence is horrible and endless that's the last of us too and then there's it's a me mario mm-hmm. like like it's really it's really not the, the, the battle net you know, behind the voice. we'll uh we'll see if he can save the day who knows We'll see if you can uh, if you enjoy it enough to go through it all. We'll see That's if I can get to the tutorial. <laughs> they get oh. less. Trust me.
0: Uh, all right. Well, uh, hopefully the podcast was less brutal and less uh, droning than our experiences with The Last of Us, too. And we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, as always, for joining us. I've been your host this month, Matthew Anderson. And with me on the other end.
1: I actually hope that the podcast is as droning as I'm it usually joking. is. Yes, I do. It's Kenny Myers. That's me. Uh, We'll see you next month. All right. Later. Hug your dogs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the dogs. It really was bad.